Hey, what's up, family? Welcome to another live Q&A of yours truly. For those who's watching for the very first time, my name is Joshua Ezzi, also known as Coach Josh, and my goal is to help make sense of your life and to help you grow holistic for God's optimal use. So after you watch this video, like, man, I like this guy's vibe, make sure you subscribe. Also, when you subscribe, hit that post notification bell, because after watching this video, like, man, I like the way that guy answers questions, and I would love for him to answer mine too. Make sure you get a post. Uh, hit that post notification so you'll be able to get all uh, 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 notifications when I go live. And for those who's been rocking me for a long time, who's been subscribed for years or if not minutes ago, I want to say thank you all so much uh, for being a part of my community here online. I pray you all continuously are blessed by this. And for those who are uh, who have been supporting and who has been rocking with me, I just want to say thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart uh, for all y'all support and help. And for those who are listening, those who listen on a regular basis, a lot of people listen. So you can listen to this on SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play Podcasts, wherever you podcast, my podcast is there. So thank you so much for listening. But as everyone's coming in live to type in their questions, let me let you guys know about some new materials. My latest book, The Wholeness Journal, is available to you now on Amazon. It's a book that helps you process whether or not you're whole enough to hold the important things in life. Also, in this book, there's over 120 or so reflective questions, uh, 52 weeks of accountability journal entries, as well as 25 articles to help you process your wholeness. And so if you're looking uh, for a good resource or a journal to help you during this phase of your life, make sure you check out the links in the description box below in the chat. Uh, and also there for those watching online. Also, I created a card game that goes with this as well called Hold. The first one who spell Hold wins. It's a fun interactive card game to help people really have great discussions. And it's fun activities to help you see if you're physically fit, mentally fit, and just basically just overall fit for the important things in life. All these tools and card games, books, and so are available on my website, imunplugged.com. Again, those links are in the description box um, here on YouTube, as well as wherever you podcast, and as well as in the live chat for those joining me live. So as everyone's coming in live, let me know where you watch it from, what city, what state, what country, all that good stuff. I look forward to serving you all. What's up, family? Hope you're well, man. Look forward to catching up with you, PT. Nia Walker says, hey, coach, how do I get free from the spirit of anger? Well, first off, uh, anytime anger gets to this level, it is because it has been uh, not regulated. It hasn't been regulated by peace. It hasn't been regulated um, by God's love. It hasn't been regulated with the with the mindset that uh, 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 vengeance is mine, I will repay. So how you get free from the spirit of anger is to first uh, determine the outcome of your anger. What are the consequences if you continue to feed this anger? What, what could possibly happen if you keep fueling this resentment or unforgiveness? Most of the times, our anger is, is just the symptomatic uh, uh, response to something deeper. So you have to, before you try to deal with the spirit of anger, make sure you don't have a heart of anger, a cold or hardened heart due to uh, abandonment, rejection, abuse, or offense. The Number one thing that you have to really process, one of the top things you have to process as a person is how to not be easily offended, uh, how to not allow yourself to be so triggered by everything by offense. That's why the best thing to do is get off the offense of offense and go, and go out on the offense. What I mean by that, worry about scoring in life. Worry about going after the things that you want to go after. Focus on things that are above, not necessarily what is, is, is affecting you, right? But it, but you have to find the root of the anger and you have to assess the outcome of the anger to help you better understand, first off, why am I angry? Who or what am I angry at? 
What is the root of my anger? And then begin to get into the scriptures about anger. And then if it's someone has offended you, remember what the scripture says, that he'll prepare a table in the presence of your enemies. The word of God says that vengeance is mine, I will repay. So you have to regulate it by uh, by by underst- by deepening your relationship with God, by better understanding who he is to you and how he supports that. The word of God is very clear. It's okay to be angry, but it's not okay to sin. You must understand that this is just a feeling within. This ain't something you're supposed to invest in. This is, a, this is something that, that you use to feel the feelings of life and then to overcome the, or to make sure that the boundaries are set so that those uh, rivers of anger doesn't overflow and cause flooding in your life. So what is the root of your anger? Who offended you? What hurt you? Uh, was it something that happened to your child? What was it? What was the original wound? And what are your triggers? Who are these people? If you're mad at somebody, you got to ask yourself, who are they to me for them to have access to my 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 soul? No one should have that kind of power over you. We should never allow ourselves to be so succumb to the impulsiveness and triggers of anger to the point that we are going to allow somebody else power over our soul. So if it's demonic, then you have authority over that. And what I will do is I will uh, uh, renounce and repent. I will repent from anything uh, of sins or habits that may have put you in a position to be angry or habits of anger. And then I want you to renounce any type of demonic spiritual hold over you. And I have a book that will help you understand when it comes to spiritual warfare. It's this red book right here called World War Me, Winning the War Within. You're not going to be able to win the war against you if you haven't first won the war that's in you. So this book will talk about the arm of God. It talks about spiritual warfare. This may be a good tool to help you process your anger. Great question. And thank you for trusting me with it. Golden Chris says, hey, Coach Josh, how do I stop being ashamed of where I work? I see everyone with a career, but I'm the only one who had not accomplished my dream yet. Is it in his? Is it in my will or is it in God's will? My friend, uh, um, do not despise the days of small beginnings. People deep in their career could be deep into fear, could be deep into a, 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 a com- competition, could be deep-rooted, a deep in uh, 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 whatever it is. And that's why I never envy another man's life because I don't know what's in that man's life. Comparison is the thief of joy. Joy of the Lord is your strength. This is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. No matter what job you have in it, be glad in it. Number one, that you have a job. Number two, um, that, that you have operation of your body, that you're able to work. Right. But if you keep looking at other people's careers, we don't even know who's at the steer. We don't even know where they're well, where they'll veer. See, see, all the times we look at career, we compare it to our peers. We forget is God at the steer. Is God steering that person's life? Because we're not supposed to be looking for careers, quote unquote. We're supposed to be answering the call. It's our callings that 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 uh that pulls us, not careers. So maybe God has called you to that job. That's why what I did when I worked at uh the YMCA, I worked at the uh um Dowd YMCA downtown Charlotte, North Carolina. And while I was working there, I didn't like working there at a period of time. And then God gripped me. I was looking for another job. I was like, man, I'm about to go ahead and quit this job and find me another job. The hours are crazy. They're making me work late. It just wasn't the vibes, right? But then God really made me look on the inside and, and he spoke within me, letting me know that this is where I need to reside at the moment. 
And, and then he told me, no matter if you don't like where you are, be joyful where you are. And so I shifted my mindset. I shifted my perspective. And when I shifted my perspective, I began to blossom even more where I was, even though I didn't necessarily like where I was. And other people was doing great things. I had to watch people uh, 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 do great jobs. I worked at a Y where a lot of uh, doctors and lawyers and and uh, business people, entrepreneurs, famous people, uh, 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 Steph Curry's mom used to come through there. So all these kind of people. And so it was kind of tough to watch these, to serve these people, watch these people even get mistreated by some people because I was just a manager at the front desk at a gym. But this lady called Miss Mr. Pena came in every Tuesday and Wednesday. And because the joy of the Lord is my strength and because I made every day a day worth something, thanking God that I have life and that I have a job, the aura, the vibe, the anointing from me inspired her. And she was like, are you looking for another job? And I thought she was trying to get me into some pyramid scheme, but no, she was trying to get me into the seams of my purpose. And then she said, I, I, we're looking for a BMT for the elementary school that I worked at. I had no degree, had nothing in that field, but because I had the fields, because I had what it takes, that lady gave me a job. And in one month of giving me that job, she moved to New York. Look at the timing. And now all of a sudden, five years later, I'm working at, at, a, at, at, a, at a middle and high school, private school now. So what I'm saying is, if you don't blossom where you are, you won't go far. No matter where you are right now, you got to blossom. No matter where you are, you got to know that God's awesome. You see what I'm saying? And then when you do that, you will begin to see that God will utilize that place that you didn't want to be to be the, the uh, uh, jumping place for you to go where he wants to place you. Every place matters. Every job matters. You just don't, you don't want to jump from peer to career. You want to go through the whole process because it's not about the prize that you, that you achieve. It's the person you become. Hope they help. God's girl says, hey, Josh, no question, but always enjoy watching. Thank you so much for watching, God's girl. I really appreciate it. Ashanti Akua says, hey, coach, I got another question. Is employment delays a thing? Um, I don't know if that's a term or or a vernacular within certain sect of culture, but employment delays. Um, listen, uh, delay doesn't always mean denied, right? Um, there, I always tell people, no matter the delay, developing the delay, develop. I wouldn't even worry about if employment has been delayed. You got the Holy Spirit; He's your source, not your job, right? Or not what your your career, right? So what I would do right now is utilize this extra time to spend more time with God and, and simplifying your life, structuring your life, steadying your life so that you can see what your life was designed for. So I hope that helped. I'm not sure if that's a term or, or something. Let me see if I can look it up. Employment delay definition. I don't see if that's a something. I'm not sure I didn't see anything, but I hope they help. West Palm in the building. Thank you for watching. Manny Ramirez says, hey, coach, thanks for all you do. God gets the glory. You're welcome, fam. Been giving me truth for over three years now. Thank you for watching, Manny. And thank you for watching from Miami. God gets the glory, man. God gets the glory. Thank you for your kind words, all of y'all, for your kind words. I skipped you. Golden, golden Christian, I, I skipped you. No, I didn't. Okay, just make sure. Oh, because I got Facebook people in here, too. I got Facebook as well as um, uh, YouTube people here. 
streaming together. Joshua Pittman says, hey, coach, I often find myself entertaining vain imaginations from time to time. Why do you think that is? It's because we live in a fallen world and we're living in a, in a, in a, in a vessel that is warring with this with itself, our spirit fighting with our flesh and vice versa. Right. And so you have to understand the difference between a vain imagination and a valid imagination. A vain imagination has no point. A valid imagination has a point, even though the imagination may have a point, but it may be true. But is it the truth? See, things may be true. It may be true. You may be in a situation right now. It may be true that you may be going through a a, a, a not so enjoyable uh, a, a place or situation right now. But what's the truth? The word of God is the truth. Whom the son sets free is free indeed. The truth shall set you free. He came with grace and truth, right? So just because it may be true, true is temporarily. Truth is eternal, right? And so when you find yourself entertaining, you got to look at the word entertaining and ask yourself, why do I entertain these vain imaginations? Because most of the time we have pain imaginations. The reason why we entertain vain imaginations because we're, 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 we have yet to be healed from pain. And when we identify ourselves with pain, we entertain more vain imaginations. So you got to write on a sheet of paper what the imagination is, what the thought is. This is what I always tell people to do. Write the thought out and then really look at that thought and dissect it. Because when you allow the thought to swim in your soul or in your mind, it's, it's, it's bumping up against emotions that are probably the more dominant emotions within our in our in our lives. Right. And then those emotions amplified that thought more than what it is. And we, we feel it deeper because it attached to our feelings. It attached to our pain. It attached to our wounds. So now all of a sudden now that vain thought has more empowerment from the from the power of your emotions, right? But when you put that emotional thought or a vain thought on a paper and make it black and white, then you will see it in its true light, right? Then you will be able to see, I was really entertaining this. And then you find scriptures that contradict that vain thought and utilize a scripture that brings build strength in God. And then you'll begin to see why the word of God says, think on things that are above, think on things that are lovely, period, just enough a good report. That's not just something uh, poetic. That's a principle. We get so caught up on the poetic uh, 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 display of the text versus looking at those poetic expressions as principles and thought patterns and patterns that we should live in life. And the reason why we do that is because we 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 allow our uh, heart and our emotions and our mind to just have no disciplines around them. The Bible says he did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. He wants us to be self-controlled. You see what I'm saying? So it is our responsibility to utilize our resources like prayer, our word, accountability, videos per se, and, 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 and utilize those disciplines to, to, to narrow our thinking, to only think on things that are above and that God wants us to. Hope to help. You also said, I oftentimes think it's a way of stimulating my brain when I'm not doing impactful things like working or reading. That's why, man, you never give any idle time, family. Idle time leads to an idle mind. Idle mind leads to idle hands. Idle hands leads to idol worship. And so you cannot have too much idle time. We, we have to have purpose for each phase of our time, even in relaxation or recreation. We have to plan those times. We cannot give our flesh idle time because when we have idle time, we entertain idolatry. Hope to help. Jody Real says, I want to be married one day, but I'm not sure if I have the patience to deal with the wife and babies. I like being by myself. How to deal with that? Well, let me make sure my wife didn't call. That's first things first. 
first things first, you may not want a, a wife or a child now, uh, but it depends on your age, Jody. A lot of young men, uh, especially in this day and age, uh, may not um, uh, have that uh, desire right now. Uh, because, yeah, if you, I mean, let's look at it like this. Let me read your question one more time. I want to be married one day, but I'm not sure if I have the patience to deal with a wife. Let me tell you something. In your own strength, you can't deal with a wife. Patience is a supernatural thing. Uh, we, we need God patience when it comes to marriage. That's why the Bible says, um, be gentle, be patient with your wife and don't allow your heart to be resentful towards her. Right. Because you have to understand that that you can you cannot be a husband or a father without the grace of God, without the sufficiency of God, without this uh, spiritual uh, uh, fruits flowing in your life. And that's why it's good. The more you invest in the things of God, the more you will begin to have the desires for what God wants to make you a, a, a leader over. And then over a period of time, you will begin to say, you know what? I can. I will. Because I know the will of God in me and I know the, the stirring in me and that's the spirit of God. So right now, of course, especially if you look at modern day women, if you start looking at how the world portrays women, you may not feel like you have a patience for that woman, but you're not built to have patience for every woman. You were created to be have patience in a wife form for one woman and God will give you grace for that. Not every, That's why uh, uh, before you run the race, you got to accept God's grace. God will never give you a grace for a race that he doesn't want you to run. But for every lane and every race that he wants you to run, there's grace for the race, even for the woman that you would end up being married to. So if you go into the with a mindset that God, I desire your will and prepare me for your will, then God will supernaturally create in you the patience, the perspectives, the patterns that that will that will protect the, the security and stability of a wife. And when it comes to children, the same thing. And so uh there's nothing wrong with like being by yourself. I like being by myself all the time, but it's not good for me to be alone. And it's going to come a period of time in your life where God's going to reveal to you that it's no longer good for you to be alone. And then you will meet your wife. And then after you meet your wife and, and you get to know her, then you will be able to see God's timing it for you to marry your wife. Right. So how do you deal with that? You got to ask yourself, what is the root reason? Is the reason why you having uh, this perspective is because a problematic woman that you may have had or problems in, a, in your relationship of your previous relationship or, or maybe just bad perspectives based upon uh, what you watch, what you listen to, what kind of men that are around you. There's a real reason on why you uh, uh, may not have patience. Now, if you have a genuine desire of singleness, that's different. But every man to a degree wants a family. Uh, because men were created for legacy. Men were created for the glory of God and the glory of man is his family. You see what I'm saying? And so you have to look at yourself. Was I, was you hurt by a previous woman? Was you hurt in a situation? Did you grow up in a home where you didn't really see uh, um, the great, the great, the, the best dynamics of, of a husband and a wife and a father and a mother, right? And, and you have to understand that patience that you're looking for is a supernatural thing um, that occurs from spending time with God and becoming very familiar for who he wants you to be and who he wants or who or whom or the group that he wants you to steward. Hope to help. Jojo Davis says, what's up, uh, Coach Joshua? How do you work on your patience and faithful God when times are hard with money? Well, number one, you have to check to see. You got to check your money habits. Before you before you uh, get upset with God, before you become impatient with God, before you begin to question God, question your money habits. It's all this. Uh, uh, heart money problems is usually because of poor money habits. Right. And so check that first. 
because uh, God is not going to bless you with more if you are if you're not a good steward over less. Why would God give you a thousand dollars if you're not a good manager of a hundred, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. And so before you uh, um, think towards God or look at God, look at your budgeting, look at your spending habits, look at that first, right? So you said, how do you work on your patience with, and faith with God when times are hard? Uh, so, sometimes we get upset with God and we blame God. And I said, it's you, but if, 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 if this applies to you, then, then uh, hear my heart. We usually try to blame God or get upset with God when we have hard times, when we have bad patterns, when we have bad habits. We have hard habits. You see what I'm saying? Our habits are not solid. Uh, our money habits are not there. So check your stewardship before you check your source because the, the source will continue to supply. He gives seed to the sower. He gives seed to the steward. See what I'm saying? So how do you work on your patience? First, you got to say, okay, as a man, you don't, don't expect it to be easy. God is not going to make it easy for you now. That don't mean he's going to make it difficult, but he's not going to make it easy. God wants you to learn and grow in stewardship and grow as in money habits because you will have to lead a family one day. You see what I'm saying? So before you get mad at God, before you get upset with God, before you begin to, quote unquote, allow the enemy to cause you to lose faith and patience with God, you got to look at yourself first. The God is never the problem. Anytime you face problems, anytime you face a problem, it's never God. So you have to look at all the all the other factors and all the variables within the equation to see why the problem is there, why the problem hasn't been solved. God's a God of principles. God's a God of of stewardship. And and and, and if you're a poor steward, the, your poor stewardship causes the natural problem. So it's it's kind of difficult to have proper money habits and have hard times with money. You see what I'm saying? So if you have good stewardship, you're going to have good financial ship, right? And also you got to check to say, hey, is there anything in me that just doesn't want to get another job? If you have a hard time, go out there and get a second job. You're a single man. I don't know if you're married. You just go out there and work. So before you get mad at God, before you get lose patience with God, check your money habits, my friend, and see if that's where your problem lies. David Jeremiah says, hi, Joshua. I was wondering, can I sin away my salvation and mess up too much and lose it? Well, we have to look at salvation not from the sinner, but from the Savior's vantage point. We can't look at salvation from, not when it says a sinner, but we can't look at salvation from our vantage point. We got to understand the, the doctrine and the principle of salvation from God's vantage point. See, I don't measure salvation based upon um, my, my present sin. I measure by God's omniscience. God chose me with my mess in mind. How can I mess up God's plans when my mess ups are a part of his plan? If my mess ups is already have been thought of and God still chose with that, then he has he has more real estate. And when it comes to my life, he knows enough of my life to the point where he'll know that I will eventually grow out of these sinful habits and my heart will continue to grow closer to him. And I, it's hard for me to lose because I'm almost saying if I lose the him, I like to use those terms, lose my salvation or once saved, always saved, because those terms have some theological uh, 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 dinginess to it smell to it that people kind of get triggered by, but I'm giving you principles. So if God has is omniscient and he's all knowing and he all, why would God pursue what he doesn't know? If God knows everything and he pursues you, then he pursues you with the whole thing in mind, right? So when you understand that, you got to always check your heart. The Bible says, walk out your own salvation with fear and trembling. 
which means that I'm constantly uh, 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 um, just engaging with God, embracing God, loving God, vibing with God. And, and your level of, you can tell whether or not you're saved based upon your reactions when you sin. If you sin and there is no reaction of remorse, there's no reaction of God, I'm sorry, then you don't really have a relationship with him. So you can't send away your salvation. If God pursues you and you've been sealed by a spirit and you have fruit of salvation, you may fall back. You may make mistakes like that. But God's omniscience knows whether or not you accepted him or not. Now, there's people who rose their hand, thought they were saved and whatnot, and they were never saved because they had an emotional experience that made them want to get a get out of hell free card. And then all of a sudden, when life when life gets hard, their heart gets hard. So don't worry about the mess ups. Worry about the mess he cleaned up. Remind yourself of the gospel as often as you can. Remind yourself of how gracious and kind as God is and how uh, his goodness is drawing you to repentance. Um, but I hope they help, my friend. Thank you, Ashanti. I hope they help. Thanks, coach. You're welcome. Work three days a week and that's good enough for me and my God is supplying. That's right. God supplies. We are not supposed to be rooted in the system. But I got to go, y'all. I love y'all. Um, thank you for watching. Good evening from Baltimore. Thank you for watching. I got to go, y'all. I love you all. Make sure you hit that post notifications, man, so you'll know every time I go live so I'll be able to get your questions. Save your questions uh, and so I, I can be able to serve you all. But make sure you check out some, some of my new resources, like my newest book, uh, The Wholeness Journal, uh, Are You uh, Whole Enough to Hold? Over 120 reflective questions, 25 articles, as well as 52 weeks accountability journal entries that help you really process your wholeness. And if you're ready to hold the important things of life, also check out the card game Hold. The first one who spell whole wins. Great reflect, great discussion questions and great fun activities as, uh, in regards to this game here. All those games and cards are, are available on my website, imunplugged.com. Links in all description boxes wherever you're watching or listening, as well as those who are watching me live. If you scroll up to the top of the live chat, there's links up there as well. If you are single and you have uh, uh, some questions, there's a great book called The Purpose of Singleness. Are you whole or full of holes? A great book right there. If you're in a, a situation right now, you need help with dating. I have a great book here called Dating Prep. How to date God, date yourself, and become dateable so you can date the love of your life forever. Great resource there. Uh, questions are in this book to help you either extend the right relationship or end the wrong relationship. If you're struggling with soul ties and strongholds, I have a book called The Purpose of Freedom. Um, Who in the Sun Says Free is Free Indeed. This book talks about how to untie soul ties and uproot strongholds. So, that book right there is a great resource as well. If you want to learn more about discernment, and whether or not a person, a place, a product, a friend, or whatever is a counterfeit, this book right here is a great resource. It's called Counterfeit or Counterpart, How to Continue to Discern the Will of God in Every Area of Your Life, a great resource there. My wife and I also created our first children's book called As He Says, As He Is for the Students I Serve. Um, each uh, uh, cartoon character is, is, a, is a cool kid, cool uh, piece of the book. Uh, it helps kids understand the art form and why God created them. If you're struggling with uh, spiritual warfare or want to learn more about the whole armor of God, you can get this book here called World War Me, How to Win the War Within. Great book and great resource there. Also get your merch. We got shirts on our website as well at IamUnplugged.com. And make sure you sign up for our course, The Wholeness Journey Course. 
We'll be back uh, first week. We had a couple of uh, uh, videos. Are you complete enough to hold? As well as are you whole enough to hold? We have some other great videos as well. So all that stuff's on my website. Again, I, I am unplugged.com. Links everywhere. Thank you so much, you all, for watching. I pray y'all was blessed by this. Let me see if anybody said anything else. Nobody said anything else. I love you all. Thank y'all so much for watching. Thank you all so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Peace.